This afternoon, I'll be introducing the second, uh, practicing some guided meditation and uh, a few words about the second of the Brahma Viharas, which is Karuna in Pali or compassion. And that's a, think of it as a, a flavor of kindness. And we've said a lot about this quality of heart of compassion, really some ways woven into the very essence of these teachings, since that it was the Buddha's great compassion that moved him to offer these teachings. The image we've offered of the wings of awakening being wisdom and compassion. I'll just say a few words about about this by way of introduction to the practice today. Really, uh, this understanding that compassion is this quality of uh, metta, really, of love, of well, well-wishing, this benevolence of heart that wishes well to ourself and to others, but it's tuned very intentionally towards suffering that arises in our lives in the world. So it's, it's tuning in that way, touching that. So it arises, this quality, when we actually are able to connect with see the nature of suffering, see how this is part of life, how it arises in our own, in our own minds, in the world around us, in others. And it gives us a, a, a kind of strength and a, an ability to actually show up for this part of life from a place of some uh, really courage, you could say, even from a place of joy, connection, empathy, and some balance so that we avoid falling into um, relating to suffering from, from places of, of rage against it or falling into grief or overwhelm in the face of it, despair. And I think uh, John in his talk uh, spoke about the way that compassion is some often equated with a kind of trembling of the heart, a heart that is vibrates or resonates with suffering, touches, is touched by that and wishes to alleviate it. And so there's kind of two steps in, in the movement towards developing compassion. The first one is to actually acknowledge that there is suffering in the world, suffering ways large and small for all beings. There's times when life is hard, when there's loss, when there's grief, pain in the body, pain in the mind, difficult times. And it's not, it's not a mistake or something that's gone wrong, but it's just an aspect of life on this plane. We get that if we take birth in one of these bodies on this plane of existence. You know, because we have a lot of conditioning that, that suffering is, is wrong and bad and shouldn't be happening. But it does come to all of us. 
We do so much to avoid feeling a lot of the time. Just the, the suffering that's inherent with having a body and its movement in the direction of aging, illness, eventually death. We hide that away, in this culture at least. Don't want to look at it as though it's wrong, as though aging and and the movement towards death are, are reflections of bad taste or something we should have been able to avoid if we'd had our act together. Someone gave me a magazine once, cover of his time or one of the big magazines that the front cover, can Google solve death? <laughs> As though it's, it's something that can be solved. <laughs> I think it's a mistake. So acknowledging that there is this aspect to life where it's difficult at times. Suffering is a very strong word. But all the, all the range of sorrows and hard times and pain that comes. And it's not the whole picture, of course. We get joys and, and the beauty of life and the, get that, you, that range. And then after acknowledging the truth of it, to actually open to it, finding ways to open to it, which isn't always easy to do. And I want to mention what are called the, the near enemies or near neighbors of compassion here because they resemble this quality, but they're, they're different, but they can fool us sometimes. So pity, feeling sorry for, is one, one of these qualities that can resemble compassion. The heart is moved and there's the sense of, of touching the suffering, but it also is, tends to create separation. And feeling sorry for another over there, different than, holding it at a distance somehow, othering, not actually connecting. There's, there's a thread of, of resistance or aversion in that pity or overwhelming grief where we're, we're just swamped by it and we're feeling it, but there's no balance there. Different from the processes of grieving at times of loss, that's different. This sense of overwhelm. Or even times when there's anger against it. Or again, the heart is moved, but there's this sense of fighting against it, raging against it. But compassion, all of the Brahma-viharas, they rest on the basis of equanimity, which is the fourth Brahma-vihara. So we, com- we cultivate it in its own sake, and it's um, such an aspect of the, the path. And I'm sure uh, John spoke about this when he was talking about the factors of awakening. It's woven into all of the Brahma Viharas because it's the balance of compassion, of equanimity that allows compassion to really open. We, we see that all beings have their own lives to live, that we all have our own journey, and we wish others well, and we wish them to be free of suffering, but we know that that's, um, the, the, the unfolding of a life has to do with many conditions.
So we, this equanimity allows us to see things not in terms of right and wrong, but in terms of suffering and the end of suffering, suffering and non-suffering. So compassion uh, is, and the heart opens with this feeling and this wish to, in the face of suffering, to alleviate it. And so it acts when that's possible with a kind of fearlessness, really. With courage, I like to use the word courage there because I think I've said this before, but it's this direct heart connection is the root of that word is heart from the Latin languages. So it's this heartfulness that, that you know, names injustice acts to in the face of that takes action when it's possible to do that. And when it's not possible, it still stays around, able to actually sit with suffering when there's nothing we can do, because sometimes there's nothing we can do except not abandon ourselves, not abandon the world, not abandon others. We stay there. Hold it with tenderness and connection and and strength and this courageous heart, which is actually, compassion is, you know, feels sometimes like it, it means we have to shoulder another, another being's suffering and that our heart will break, but it's, a, it's actually a joyful, courageous, beautiful quality of heart. And it's strengthening and ultimately very empowering actually be able to show up for this part of life in a balanced way. <clears throat> so there's many different ways we can um, turn towards this quality and this sense of, of opening to or touching it or cultivating it. And there's the way that I think mostly has been done with the metta practice of um, way of uh, bringing an image or a felt sense of a being and using words or phrases to connect with the feeling of well-wishing, of, of offering kindness and then uh, connecting those together with the feeling and using that method. Um, today I'm going to do a little bit of a different, different approach than that, which may have been done uh, at other times with the metta this month, certainly was done in the, in the February retreat which is more of a, uh, at least we'll start with more of a receptive approach. And I was inspired by and have uh, taken some of this from some guided meditations by uh, Lama John Makransky, Tibetan teacher, who's done a lot of work in, in this area and has some, be- <laughs> some beautiful guided meditations. You can get them online. Lama John McCransky. But this is not his thing, it's mine. Anything that's good about it is his, and anything that's wrong with it is mine. <laughs> we'll say that, at least for starters. Might be some okay stuff of mine, but uh, do not equate this with what he offers too closely. But I want to mention that inspiration. So, um, It'll be a more receptive, at least initially, approach. So we'll, we'll start now and uh, just finding uh, 
comfort and ease in the body to the extent that that is possible for you, given that you, that these bodies are inherently uncomfortable <laughs> sooner or later, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but shift it around, say something nice to it, whatever you can to get that baby as good as it can be this afternoon. Some of you just had the movement class that might have helped. And for a moment now, just let yourself um, be just as you are, whatever that feels like. And let go of any trying to pay attention to my voice or anything I'm saying. Let go of trying to be a meditator or anything that might even have the slightest whiff of doing. Really this sense of simply being, just be a living being now. Just as you are, you don't have to be in a good mood. I wish you had had the good sense to go do some walking meditation now. Might be happy you're here, bored or interested, sleepy, wakeful. Just whatever it's like for you. Right in this moment. Maybe this is the most compassionate thing we can do, is let ourselves just be. And from this, this place of simplicity, this place of simple presence of being, if you'd like to, you could see if the attention might come somewhere into the part of the body we call the heart center. Only if you want to, you could Place the fingertips of the hand here at the base of the sternum, that tender spot. Breathe into this part of the body, perhaps. Some people find it interesting or useful to connect with this part of the body in the center of the chest that we call the heart center. It might not be meaningful or interesting to you. Not looking for any particular sensation or trying to create something, just gently touching with breath or otherwise this part of the body.
we'll use a kind of visualization or, or a feeling, a felt sense of perhaps <clears throat> if there's a being that has been part of your metta practice that in the category of the benefactor, a very dear, easy being, could be a very dear friend, family member, teacher, someone who cares for you, you know they wish you well, and you feel the same. Or it's a, a fairly uncomplicated relationship, someone you know you could count on. You know really wishes you to be happy and free of suffering. Maybe more than one, their images may come and go, be a, someone who's kind to you as a child, a dear friend who's in your life now, perhaps a teacher who you feel, you just know that they wish you well. grandparent or maybe just an easy being, not not even necessarily a human being. It's an animal or a pet. You know they just love you. They don't ask you to be any particular way or to be perfect or anything. You can start having a little group, maybe, maybe just one. They might be sitting in front or behind you, or somewhere nearby. And see, also, there might be one or more, kind of what we think of as sort of an archetypal being in this range, category of a benefactor or dear being who you may have met or maybe just read about or heard about, maybe the Buddha, being like His Holiness the Dalai Lama, who seems to just, anyone who's had the good fortune to meet him feels that, I think, at least for me, that direct connection and sense of care, compassion, just flows from him. Maybe teachers, great inspiring figures, they might not have, they don't have to be still living. Teachers like Deepama, when I think of Deepama, everyone who had the was blessed to meet her, said being around her was like being bathed in love. Mahagosananda was like that for me, especially towards the end of his life. It was like being bathed in light and love to be around him. Or great uh, prophets from different traditions, maybe Jesus has this feeling for you or some other great prophet from a different tradition Again, these 
images or sense of these beings might come and go. Maybe the great deities or Kuan Yin, different manifestations. This Kuan Yin, the beautiful statue in the back of the hall, said to hear, <coughs> hear the cries of the world. Hear the suffering holds that. Maybe just from one or the other of these categories. These beings or this being or these beings, we just wish you well. We send you this simple wish of love in the form of of this connection to what's difficult for you and the wish that you'd be free of suffering, of stress, of struggle. You may sit now with your eyes closed or softly open, soft gaze if they're open. They may alternate between open and closed. I just wish you well. And it's coming from them like a gentle radiance, like kind of like light or just sort of energy or like a soft breeze or a gentle warm rain. Let it touch you that way. You might have them, they may be saying words to you. May you be free of suffering and free of the causes of suffering. I care about you and I wish you well. May you be truly at ease. There may be words there, but let the feeling be more energetic and let it wash over you, flow all around you and right through you. Touch every cell of your being, of your body, every fiber, every part of body and mind. Let it flow right over and through like light. Maybe pains in the body. Areas of tension or tightness, that tension between the shoulder blades, that fire in the back of the leg, throbbing. Let this energy bathe that, relax that tension. Knowing that these beings understand what it's like to have physical pains, they wish you to be free of that. And at any point during this period, if they wish to 
send these, this energy, send this wishes back towards these benefactors or this benefactor or easy being. You can receive and send. Knowing that sometimes they have hard times, difficult days, they have pains in the body, pains in the heart. Bring to mind some of the different anxieties that come for all of us in just our daily lives. Meeting obligations and responsibilities that we have at times, those who depend on us, how that creates stress, suffering. Worries that come about finances or our health, about our employment, just daily things that make up a life. Feel what it's like to live with these. It can be stressful, difficult, hard, hard to live with some days. Just sense into that the reality of that for yourself, for others, and let this gentle radiance of compassion bathe those feelings. Bathing mind and body. Sense into times when there are fears, worries about what others think of you. All the ways we compare ourselves and feel that we don't measure up. Worries that we're being judged. These feelings come at times. 
These, this being, these beings, they, they know what it's like to feel that way and they wish you to be free of the stress and suffering of that. Just sending you those wishes in the form of a energy like light, like a soft breeze. Let it wash over and through you. Soak in that. Be like an animal in a pool of warm sunlight. Soak it in. I think most, maybe all of us at times feel feelings of self-doubt, of not being good enough, some inadequacy, or feeling that there's something wrong with us, we're not okay. So painful to feel that way. These beings, they know what that's like. You understand how it is to feel that way and they wish you well and add your own wishes to their wishes. Touching this, these kinds of feelings that are there at times. Letting that healing energy just bathe over and through you. Wishing you to be free of suffering, free of these causes of suffering, these difficult mind states. May you be free of that. May you be really at ease, truly at ease.
sense into any feelings of loneliness or loss that might be here for you today. But there are times when we all feel alone or when we've lost something or someone that's dear to us. Beings pass away, they leave us. We feel their loss and there's that grieving for their, for them, the sadness that may come with that. Sensing into that. Perhaps feelings come at times of longing, shame, guilt. These different emotions and mind states that can come that are part of life. Sense into how it is to live with these things. Offer yourself and receive this energy of care and compassion in the face of all of that. Let that wash through you, over you, bathing you. This wish that you be free of suffering, free of the causes of suffering. Fear of illness, of injury, perhaps even the fear of death. kinds of fears that come. We all know what it's like to live with these. We care about this pain. Assurance that we won't abandon ourselves and these others are telling you that. We won't abandon you when it's hard. We'll stay with you. Tell yourself you will never abandon yourself. If you haven't already done so, just start letting go of any images or words. Maybe some of this soft energy remains there. 
can bathe in that as long as it stays. Let go of of doing, of practicing, of trying to focus or cultivate something. Not pushing anything away, just letting go of anything that feels like something you're trying to do. something you're supposed to do. Coming back where we began with this sense of simply being. There's nothing you have to do right now. There's nowhere to go. There's no one to be. There's nothing to get, nothing to get rid of. There's nothing to hold on to and nothing to let go of. no inside, there's no outside. There's no meditation and there's no one trying to meditate.
over these <clears throat> next days until the next uh, one of these guided meditations next Friday. You can uh, continue to practice the, the metta as you have been. You're exploring that in whatever way uh, feels meaningful to you. You can add in uh, the quality of compassion, maybe arise at times. You can receive it in this way I guided today, or you can uh, do it in the same way as we've been doing the metta for the most part. And touching, uh, bringing this quality of metta, but but uh, tuning towards suffering, either when it arises or um, more with more intentionality. So you're welcome to um, weave that into your uh, your days in any way it it might show up. And then on Friday we'll introduce the third Brahma Vihara of Mudita empathetic or appreciative joy. And then the next week we'll do the upeka. So we'll just give a little taste of these uh, others here as we um, move through the next times of this guided meditation. All right, thank you for your practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.